Everyone relax, this is Tofop, but not really. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And we wanted to bring you a new episode this week, but uh, Will's in Montreal, I'm in Byron Bay, and the time zones do not match. But we wanted to say a few things, because uh, very exciting news is Tofop has joined Planet Broadcasting. Now, what is Planet Broadcasting? Because uh, it sounds like when you say Tofop has joined Planet Broadcasting, that sounds very impressive. But what does it actually mean, Charlie? It's a cult, like Scientology. Uh, we all believe that uh, we're, cr- we're controlled by a higher power from another planet. A planet of podcasts. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, planet Broadcasting is uh, an exciting new podcast network um, started by Claire Tonti, uh, uh, Nick Mason, and James... James's surname? Uh, the goat guy from the Weekly Planet. Well, I don't even know what his surname is. <laughs> Mr. Sunday. He's, he's got a non-diplume. Oh, Mr. Sunday movies. Yeah, he's got a yeah, non-diplume. Yeah, that's right. He goes, he goes under a pseudonym. Yeah, exactly. You're not allowed to reveal his real name. It's like it's a mystery, mate. It's behind the scenes. He's like Prince. It's a new, it's a, it's a new Australian podcast network. Um, that, uh, that started a few months ago. The Weekly Planet is an Australian uh, podcast. It's about movies, TV shows, comic books, and um, it's been around for a few years now. I've been a huge fan of this show. I've been listening to it for a few years, and it, it, it has. They started this uh, in Melbourne. Just two guys, basically talking about comic books, but they have built this huge audience. In fact, when we started talking to them about the potential of, of joining Planet Broadcasting, I don't think you and I understood just how big this show was. I mean, it really made us feel very unsuccessful. That's what I would say. Very unsuccessful. I was like, we've been doing this for seven years, and we really do not have anywhere near the audience that you guys have. But the thing that we love about them, you might have noticed, in the, particularly in the Australian landscape recently, that there's a lot of big um, you know, companies that are launching their own podcast networks. A couple of the big radio stations are going very hard on launching their own podcast networks. The thing that we love about this is these are people who have built it from the ground up. They've built their audience in the same way, hopefully, that we've built our audience by just trying to do something fun and for no other reason than just doing it because it's fun. But as we've been talking to you guys about over the years is... This has kind of got to the point now where we, between our two podcasts, Tofop and Two Guys, One Cup, we're recording sort of two episodes most weeks and then there's some other podcasts that we do as well. It's just got to the point where, you know, we need to either stop doing it or make it a little bit more professional <laughs> and maybe, you know, make a little bit of money to pay for it and those sort of things. And so we've been looking around for various things, but these guys are the ones that we have just... We've enjoyed, A, their show, but also the way that they go about their business and, um, you know, kind of the attitude they have uh, from their company and the way that they have a sort of a social responsibility attitude as well. Um, they're just really good people. And so we're really excited to be involved. Yeah, I feel like because we, we talk to a lot of um, different people about, uh, uh, you know, how to sort of expand on what we're doing and what we like about Planet Broadcasting and, and the guys who work there is that they are genuine podcast fans. Um, you know, they knew our show, which was nice, uh, and they knew what we did, but they are all podcast creators and, and podcast listeners. And so we kind of felt like this is a new world we're entering. And so a lot of the people that we were talking to maybe are coming from the traditional media world, whereas we sort of felt like we want to get on board with people who are looking to the future. And I just feel like Planet Broadcasting is the right place for us. And not only that, but I feel like spiritually there are a lot of similarities to this show. They do a show about movies and comic books and, and TV shows, and we do a show about time travel and Batman. <laughs> 
Yeah, look, there's a lot of crossover, it's fair to say. I Charlie has been a massive fan for years and had been telling me all about it, but I have only recently in the last, say, six, six to eight months really got across their stuff, and it's brilliant. Like, the show's really entertaining. They're both super funny and super interesting. Oh, and I should mention, they are both guests on the most recent or well, the second most recent episode of Fofop. So if you go to the Fofop site, you can hear an episode with the boys from uh, the Weekly Planet as well. So what we thought we'd do this week, because we couldn't sort of be there to record a new TOEFOP, is uh, put together a clip show. Because um, uh, James and, and, and uh, Mr. Sunday... Sorry, fuck, I fucked that up. Mr. Sunday Movies and... Fuck! Nick Mason, Meso, and Mr. Sunday Movies, who's sometimes known as James, uh, they mentioned us on the Weekly Planet this week, and they directed people to come check out the show. So we thought there may be some new listeners this week. So we thought we'd put together a clip show, some highlights from TOEFOP this year. Um, Mike Howell's going to put that together. So we actually, uh, we very rarely listen back to the show. We very rarely remember what we've spoken about. We're putting all our faith into our super producer in Portland, Oregon, Mike Howell, to put together something that you, uh, new listeners and old listeners may like. And I don't think this intro has added any value. <laughs> no. In fact, if you've listened this far, then good on you. I promise it will get a lot better. Speaking of Mike Cow, we should mention that um, oh, yes. we're, doing live, we're doing live shows at the Opera House. For some reason, Tofop has been asked to do a live show, two live shows, because the first one sold out at the Sydney Opera House, September 15 and 16, which is a Friday and Saturday night. And there are still tickets available for the second show. The first one is sold out. But if you would like to come see this sterling professionalism live... <laughs> You can come to the Opera House on September 16th. It's a Saturday night. I think this show is around 9pm. And we would also like to bring Mike Howell, our super producer from Portland, Oregon, to Australia to do this. Now, it's an expensive trip. That time of the year, there's a lot of people going on holiday. So Mike Howell has actually put together a GoFundMe page. And he's asking for all teabaggers out there, if you would like him to come, a guy who has been instrumental in this show, even existing to this stage, if you'd like Mike Howell to get to Australia and come see the show, his baby, live on stage, this uh, top-notch uh, audiovisual entertainment live on stage, you can go to this GoFundMe page, which is gofundme.com forward slash tofop dash Michael, which is M-I-C-H-A-L, as in Mike Hal. Uh, get Mike Hal over to the Sydney Opera House. I mean, come on. He has to listen to this nonsense. He has to patch it all together from different countries. He has to make our terrible show sound less terrible. Let's get him out to Australia to at least see us at the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, I mean, he listens to us every week through his headphones. Not just this show, we do an AFL podcast as well. So think about this as some kind of rehab, some kind of uh, 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 rehabilitation for someone who's been a victim of this show for at least the last two years. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We hope you enjoy this show. Um, you can check out our website, tofop.com. For people who are new to the show, tofop stands for 30-odd foot of pod, which is a piss take on Russell Crowe's band, 30-odd foot of grunt. It was funny when we thought of it. It gets less funny each time we have to mention it, right, Will? Oh, I mean, I'm not sure it was even that funny when we thought of it, but <laughs> but uh, you know what? You know, We've never been great at marketing, Charlie. That's the one thing that we know about this show. Yeah, we have a, we have a good way of losing money. So... Uh, don't make Mike Hal part of the same scheme. Get Mike Hal to Australia. He needs money. You can go to gofundme.com 
forward slash Tofop dash Michael, M-I-C-H-A-L, as in Mike Hal, as in his half man, half computer. It'll make sense when you go to the GoFundMe page. Uh, and we hope you enjoy the clip show. Will that do? Yeah. Cool. The following episode of Tofop is rated M-A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. My uh, manager Diony came uh, as as my date, and uh, it, w- they sat us in the theater at the opera house. And it's everyone's like really dressed up, and it's a really big deal. And like two rows in front of us, Kate Blanchett was there. Wow. Yeah, a like, real theater person, totally like a proper person though, like a proper Hollywood star yeah. person, Kate Blanchett. And she's got this cute little like short haired blonde haircut and yeah, so it's all up the back Little and so haircut. yeah and i was like two seat like two rows behind her so i was lean forward and it was smell. essentially like i was smelling the back of her neck like i could just lean in and nuzzle the back of her neck at any stage i love you i love you <laughs> what was that <laughs> leave leave the hobbit <laughs> and join me her husband Andrew. Andrew, oh. he's a hobbit andrew upton he's now he's a he's a hobbit he looks like a mad professor at all what, stages he he's a bit ho- yeah he's a bit hobbity is she taller than him Oh, I would say so, definitely. Right. Yeah, he's definitely a bit hobbity and he's a bit mad professor. He's always got like that hair that just looks like he's, you know... He's, been... just, he's just cracked time travel. Yeah, don't... <laughs> That's 1.21 gigawatts. Is there any chance that, that you have just uncovered the mystery of how that relationship happened? Because <laughs> she is way out of his leg. Like, yeah. way and out of his And some would leg. say she's ahead of her time as an actress. So maybe he went yeah. into the future and brought back this like uber actress from the future and said no it wouldn't have been an uber actress he would have gone into the future and found a struggling actress and said hey look i will i'm a time traveler if you marry me i'll word you up and i I will take you to acting classes in my time machine for as long as it takes you to be the best actress in the world yeah then you come back to groundhog day style yeah (laughs) then you come back to my time 2000 and um, when they get married like whatever year 2000 2000, and you'll become the greatest actress of all time but you have to stay with me and if you leave me kate I'm blowing the lid right up this thing. I'm the only one who has the time machine. I can take you back there at any stage. You want to go back to to waiting tables at Zork's laser cafeteria? Quite often when Kate Blanchett is making like an Oscar award winning speech and that sort of thing, you can tell uh, by the way she blinks in Morse code, she's like, help me, (laughs) save me. No, she shouldn't be help me. I mean, if you were an actress from the future... Mm. Wouldn't you prefer to be in a time where you are like widely acknowledged as, you know, the greatest of your generation, the new Meryl Streep? Okay, so uh, someone... If, if com- someone came to you... Someone yeah. comes to you right now, Yeah, right? Uh, you know, you're, you're an actor. Yeah, an ugly an ugly female time-travelling, or, you know, guy, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Now, well, let's say that it's a woman. Let's, yeah. like, we'll, yeah, reverse the situation. Yeah. So, like, some ugly... What does she look like? Like, what? give me an actress. Like, uh, the, the mum from Throw Mama from the Train? No, 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 she's not that bad. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy Bates. Okay. Kathy Bates. Um, uh, Not that 
Kathy Bates was all right. Standards are low, mate. Okay. Love her in misery, but I wouldn't say she's like a pinup model. No, but I think the equivalent of like uh, Kate Blanchett to Andrew Upton okay. is you to Kathy Bates. <laughs> I think that's... It's like one of those, you know, when you apply for like uh, ASIO or whatever, you go do like a logic test, and it's like Kate Blanchett and yeah. Andrew Upton are to Charlie, R2. R2. Yeah. R2. Charlie, uh, Charlie the, Clawson and question mark. Yeah. They, but they're the equivalent of Hugh Jackman and, and Deborah Lee. Yeah. Finnets. Okay. Like right. if they were swapped okay. the other way around. Okay. But, for the, but, so, but I'll be Hugh Jackman in this scenario. Yeah. And so. Yeah, Kathy Bates, Bates has come back. Yeah, and she said through time, and she said, "Like, I look, I know you're not working a lot at the moment. Like, I mean, I know you've been you're producing stuff and your little dinky podcast, but it's never going to pay any bills. Uh, you know, I, I in the future, um, where I'm from. No, you're from the past. She's from the past. Yeah, no, we said Kate Blanchett was taken from the future and brought to the past. Mm. Yeah, or yeah. you can be taken from any time. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay, they're going to take you to the past. Okay. This is the point. Yeah." Whenever the whenever Kathy Kathy Bates is she's a time traveller yeah she's not of any time okay oh right okay so she oh no I thought you she know like Doctor Who okay sure yeah she's All a time right. traveller okay, she has a time traveller machine sure. does she have that that uh, scarf like uh, <laughs> in the hat like what's his Baker Tom Baker Tom Baker yeah, yeah. no 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 but she's like she's of no time <laughs> yeah okay. you know because she's time traveller so she's like a, she's like a cosmic being yeah okay Kathy Bates is a cosmic time yeah. traveller okay sorry okay so she but that that but that kind of uh, that. But we just said Andrew Upton was a, he was a he was like a scientist. Mm. We're saying we're doing away with that theory now. No, but once Andrew Upton, like Andrew Upton, also is like a citizen uh, outside time. Oh, so, once you so have a you time, machine, time machine, yeah. you exist outside time. But you continue to age, don't you? Once you have a time machine, well, because I'm, you are like the center point of time travel, so you can't fight death as a time traveler, can you? Um. Oh, That's a good question. That is a good question. Are you immortal? No, because just because you've got a time travel machine doesn't make you immortal. But if uh, if you're doing it on a, a, yeah. a sliding line, like yeah. you are still going to age because even though you're moving through time, physically your body is also moving. If your body, yeah. body is physically moving through time, it is still decaying at yeah. the same rate. Oh, okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay, so everyone who has a time machine... <laughs> In this scenario, yeah, you still age naturally, yeah. but you have the ability to exist outside time. Okay. You can age naturally in whatever era sure, you yeah. happen to be okay. in at that time. Right. But while you're there, so Kate Blanchett is also aging naturally because she's in this time at yeah. the moment, even yeah. though he's, she's been brought back from the future. Yeah, yeah. As this, like, you know. Okay. I did actually think about that like, when I, we were when she was at the uh, Helpmans. I did look at her and went, if if aliens invaded us and we had to nominate our representative, yeah. the person who is the best of all that we are. 2020 summit. Yeah. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> but she is the, she's like the ultimate Australian. Yeah. She speaks awesome. well. She's beautiful. Talented. She's a talented actress. Like she's politically aware. She, she's like married a hobbit and had some kids. <laughs> the little Aussie butler. That's right. You know? And so, okay. So she's been brought back from the future. So Kathy okay. Bates yeah. from wherever she's from. Okay. She has a time machine. Okay. Um, she has a washing machine. Okay. That, for some reason, one day when she was fiddling around trying to repair a washing machine, it, she yeah. discovered time travel. Yeah. And she attended to a hot tub washing machine. Yeah, exactly. It's, like that. it's very much like that yeah. film. Okay. That film, Hot Tub Time Machine, was actually loosely based on Kathy Bates' oh, real life that. story. Yeah, yeah. Loosely based. Yeah. So that they didn't have to pay for the rights. Yeah. They kind of changed a few things. Sure. The, the washing machine was a hot tub and <laughs> Kathy Bates was, you know, <laughs> that guy from The Daily Show. Painfully long explanation. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> So, Kathy Bates comes to here and she says, Charlie Clawson, uh, in the future, 
it turns out that um you know uh there was a big revival of your work yeah. um you know blue healers um head start head start <laughs> canal, road. canal road big canal road heads <laughs> under undervalued yeah, that's right it becomes like a yeah. it becomes like an undiscovered classic it's well like- because actually really ironically uh the porn parody anal road uh had become this like crossover hit debbie does dallas or deep throat style and it sparked interest in the original series in the original series because yeah, okay, people right. want to go back and say you know what the uh porn parody was based on okay so it's huge in the future yeah so um anyway love your work yeah uh what i really want to do though is because you're not working much at the moment is take you like take you to some acting lessons really yeah. got like, make you into the great actor and then take you back to 1980 okay and and you know make you the biggest actor in the world okay and what's the catch you have to have sex with me kathy mates <laughs> Whatever uh, I want. And you can never leave me. Can I have sex with other girls as well? No. It's only Just you. me. We're going to have family. We're going to have kids. But, uh... Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. The biggest, biggest actor in Australia. We won an Academy Award. I well, can, what about I the can, biggest actor in the world? I can promise you an Academy Award. You'll win an Oscar. But you do have to have sex with me whenever I want. Okay. What if uh, I don't become a huge success? Like... There's no guarantees. No, I can guarantee you because we'll just keep traveling through time until you're good enough that... (laughs) If I don't have the talent, I don't have the talent. I mean, we've got to have like, I guess, a a, a sort of... Let's do it in short. Let's say if I'm not... If I don't win an Oscar in four years, then the deal's off. You take me back to my time? Yeah. Okay. Four years. Okay, four years. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, you have to stay with me. And uh, how often do I have to have sex? Whenever I want, which is heaps. You're like menopausal. Yeah, I know. That's, that's really got me into it. Really? Yeah. Like when we say heaps, like how, much, how many times? <sighs> Three times. Day. And can I have the lights off? Uh, you can have lights off one out of the three times a day. Two times. One out of the three? Yeah. Two times a day, you've got to have the lights on. And what constitutes sex? Penetration? Penetration. Every time? Um, we, yep. have, we ever go down on me? Uh, no. Unless I want to. How about we do that? Okay, so you have do- to penetrate me in one part of my body, me, Kathy Bates. You have to penetrate me in one part of my body every day. I've got to, ha- I've got to every penetrate day. you th- with my yep. penis. Yep, mouth, oh, vagina, right. yeah. mouth, yeah. or anal, or uh, <laughs> occasionally I'll let you put in my armpit, uh, or my ear. Okay, but I, but okay, so- but three times a day. At least. Well... Until I orgasm. Well, the first me, one... Me, Kathy Bates. The first one do- doesn't bother me so much. You'll suck my dick basically yep. once a day. Yeah. I can handle that. Uh, vaginal, anal... I don't know about those health issues. Yeah. Uh, no, it's only us. We're only together. You I and know, I. I know, I know, but there is a spread of bacteria. Uh, uh, Oscar. With, with the anal sex. Oscar. Academy Award. Can we... Can we negotiate that down and Two. say we only... It's not a negotiation. I have a time travel machine. No, let me tell you. Let's, let's just be open to this. What Mate, about, it's twice... Guyton Grantly is outside the door. I'm very happy to take this deal if you won't. Guyton Grantly doesn't need this deal. Guyton Grantly is doing fine. Look, I, look, I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm just saying, can, can we just negotiate yep. the, the terms of it? How about we have sex like twice a day, mm-hmm. once oral, yeah, and then one... Hold, one hold, below the belt. choice. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, but only twice. <laughs> Mystery hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just turn the lights off and charge at you. Uh, now I'll put you on a lazy Susan. I will spin you around in a circle and I will enter erect and see what happens. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, sh- sure. How old are you? 
Uh, whatever. How old Kathy Bates is? But you, eighty. But if you've got a time machine, I don't want you like flipping around and staying alive forever. Like, I'll do it because I'm guessing that you're going to be dead in twenty years. I can't stay alive about, forever. I age naturally. Yeah. So you're about forty pounds. Even though I'm outside time, you're about forty pounds overweight. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, Kathy Bates. I'm going to do it. All right. Now, this is me turning to my friend Will and saying, "Hey, dude." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably not going to believe this. Kathy Bates just appeared <laughs> on a time machine, saying she can. Uh, teach me acting endlessly until I'm really good with her time machine then she's going to take me back to 1980 and turn me into a huge star and going to win me an Oscar in four years and the only catch is that I have to fuck her I'm totally going to kill her (laughs) as soon as we get to 1980 my career is going fine I'm going to kill her I told her I was going to have anal sex with her and all kinds of shit but as soon as I get my career going, and it's 1980, so I'm assuming I just got cast in Indiana Jones. As yeah, as but here's uh, the problem, dude, and what? this is the problem. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, because I'm Kathy Bates and I've travelled through time, I've been to the future, so I will know if you have killed me or not, because I'll be able to look up what happened to me and what happened to you. So I'm already prepared for the, the eventuality that you might try to kill me. But you only have seen one, uh, one possible past. You haven't seen all the possibilities. I, I don't want to get into the area of like multi-dimensional you're, possibilities here. But you're a time traveler. You've yeah. got to get used to the idea of multi-different yeah. dimensions, parallel parallel universes. Yeah. No, you can, there's no way she could know. If we are, if she comes to me now, she can only she can only know the past that has happened because mm. the future has. She's talking about taking me back to 1980. How yeah. she? How can she possibly? She has some similar technology to the photos in Back to the Future. (laughs) You know, she's got some photo that tends to disappear when things are... (laughs) It's a photo of me, like, having sex with her, just crying, like tears in my face. She's smiling, and I'm like, "Ah," I've got a ball gag in my mouth. Tears running down She has a sex tape. She has a sex tape of you guys fucking, and every time she watches it, if you're not, like, a little bit of you disappears... disappears. The, part, the problem was she didn't realise for six months because she, sure, she thought she just had tracking issues on her video player. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's a time traveller. Why is she watching VHS? <laughs> I'm watching DVDs. I'm not even a time traveller. Um, um, all right. So anyway, the point of this whole extended like rave was that Kate Blanchett is beautiful and yeah. married an ugly guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you got banished, better than that. If you got banished to a desert island and you could only take one inanimate object to masturbate with <laughs> what would it be and you have to like this is you... this is a twist on desert island discs <laughs> yeah, that's you know, right. like, it's like what what records would you take to a desert island what what would you take what inanimate object would you take to masturbate with with and if you don't masturbate like you can't refuse you'll get like tortured for that you know yeah and it can't be like uh, one of those, like you know, human-sized dummies that, like you know, oh, yeah. that, like that those people marry. No, it they marry them. It can't be an actual sex toy. It can't be designed yeah. for sex. It's got to be something that you are going to build for sex. And it can't be fruit. It can't be anything organic. Right. It has to be artificial. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I must. I must admit, of all the things we've talked about, this is something that, like, normally when we talk about things on this. The thought has at least at some stage crossed my mind. So yeah. then when we start to talk about it, I go, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is not something that I have ever, ever thought about. Um, do you know what it would be for you? 
Well, all right. What are the rules? Do we have electricity on the island? Uh, no. No, so I can't no, get a no. vacuum. Uh, maybe a ge- generator. <laughs> a generator. Oh, fuck the generator. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it'd have to be something. It'd have to be something that uh, I think it can be. It couldn't be too. If I'm because you're gonna have to do it every day. Yeah. Three times a day. You have to. Yeah, every day. Why? Because you've been monitored by, uh, you know, the the you've been monitored right. by. It's it's like um the that sixty show, The Prisoner. Right. Like you just wake up one day and you're on this island, and well, they're observing just, you and preventing your escape. It's actually just like uh, um, you know, it's extra, extras from Lost. <laughs> you know, like there was one more. Uh, island. There was yeah, one more island, and underneath uh, there was like you know there was just a guy down there. Somebody had to push a button. Uh, you know, every 104 minutes and somebody had to masturbate three times a day with an inanimate object. <laughs> Sadly, that guy never got rescued, so he's still down there. You don't want to get rescued. He was having a great fucking time. Um, yeah, so I'd want right. something uh, something that, like, isn't going to, like, you know, rip my dick up. So, like, I wouldn't okay. go for, like, a maybe, like, a, a Nerf ball. Yeah, right. Can I soak it in the, in the salt water? Oh, wouldn't that hurt, though? I what if you had any open cuts or nicks? Might be therapeutic. You know, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And, I, and help me deal with, like, pubic lice and stuff <laughs> in case my nerve ball has been sleeping around. Um, yeah, all right. Um, a Sharon. A yeah, Sharon that's 40. a great idea. Yeah. Because then you can kick it around. When yeah, you totally. Kick it between the trees when you're bored. Yeah, exactly. But what are you going to fuck? You can't stick it. How small is your dick? You're not getting in that little hole, are you? Well, I suppose you can just rub it. You can just rub your dick on it. Is that what you're saying? You're not actually penetrating it. You're just like I hadn't thought that I would penetrate it. No, no. I just thought I'd. Oh, see, it. I was thinking it's something I had to yeah. penetrate. So right. I was saying I can nerf ball because I thought I could get in there. <laughs> what are those um, things? Those uh, like uh, uh, hoppers that when you were a kid? Oh, the space hoppers. Space hoppers. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you could say, you could fashion some sort of. Hole in a space hopper, couldn't you? No, that no. would be, you know, you'd let it, and then you could kind of bounce around and do it at the same time. <laughs> so, well, like, I, I love you know, your, your, your thing. You need a dual. You need a dual purpose object. Well, I just figure if I'm only able to take a limited amount of things yeah. to this uh, deserted island, I might as well take something that I can fuck and have fun with. Use in the times <laughs> when I'm not doing that. That would have been a great scene in Castaway if it had just got. Ripped. <laughs> If it had been like Brokeback Mountain, like if you had done, if you redid Castaway, like Brokeback yeah. Mountain, so it's a kind of like a really like a, a slow moving, highly yeah. like a contemplative uh, drama about one man and his like forbidden uh, passion with, uh, uh, what is it, volleyball? Yeah. I can't, I can't quit you, Wilson. <laughs> um, yeah, so Alexander. Sorry, you, could have a, you could have the tent scene. <laughs> Just before the, the ball volleyball's there, and then Tom Hanks is just spitting on his hands. <laughs> the volleyball's beating its fist on the ground. <laughs> Broke ball mountain. Oh, man. Um, so, Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> yes. Uh, was at the, um, the gym, and I think he is, is like A, one of the coolest guys going around, but B, I do find him. Like I'm, I'm in Kevin Smith's camp on this one. He's a very he is beautiful, a very, man. very attractive man, and I think because he also like you know plays a vampire who'll just bash anything. Yeah, yeah, you know it's kind of it's all there. And there was part of me that was like, oh, I'd love to be mates with him. <laughs> I should be mates with him. And like, and I thought I had an in too, which is like I had interviewed Ryan Quanton for yeah. the GQ Man of the Year. He won the GQ Man of the Year, and I did the interview with him for it. So I thought, well, you know, I know somebody who works with him on his show. You know. That could be an in. Yeah. Right. And I honestly, uh, 
the reason I didn't go up to him was I was like, oh, God, I've been working out for an hour. I look horrible. <laughs> <laughs> if I am ever going to have an opportunity to meet Alexander Skarsgård... I want to look perfect. It's not going to be my old tracksuit pants with my big, buffy hair and my face <laughs> is all red from working out for all this time. I was happy to meet Fabio like that, but I draw the line at Skarsgård. So you didn't chat to him? Didn't chat to him. Are you going to chat to him? You should. I'm, I'm hoping that I will see him again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be great if you did become buddies. Like best friends, and you build and you build a, a treehouse together, yeah. and you're always hanging out in it. Doesn't yeah. he go with Kate Bosworth? Yeah, yeah that's, that, that that's reason enough to you be know, friends with him. Do you know what I would, I would love is that like if you just discovered that me and Alexander Skarsgård were doing a podcast together. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's like take that, Michael Chamberlain. It's, me and Skarsgård have got our shit going. It's one on. of those things. It's like with Gemma. Like Gemma, always, I said to Gemma, look, if you get the chance to fuck Johnny Depp then yeah, good on you. Like, I can't compete with that. So look, if you get a chance to do a, a podcast with Alexander Skarsgård, yeah. no, I can't compete with What am I going to offer you? What yeah. am I? We're in, we're in my front room yeah. in Sydney, Australia. He probably lives in a castle in the sky surrounded by a river of gold. <laughs> I don't know. He's a big Hollywood star, yeah, isn't he? totally. Does he have an accent? I can't work out about... He's kind of got that Dolph Lundgren thing where he looks like he should mm. have like that accent, that kind of um, Nordic accent. But he doesn't, does he? Uh, he's Swedish, I believe, though. Oh, so he isn't... Yeah, and so is Dolph. Yeah. They look like they should have accents, but they don't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? They're adaptable people, the Swedes. What do you mean? I don't know. They just feel like, you know, they, they fit you in anywhere. You can fit in anywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know? They do have a great reputation. You know what they're like? They're like um, those people who have that blood type that's a universal donor. Oh. Yeah. Like, you know, how like you know, some people have specific blood that they can only get, and then there's a universal donor. Which is means that you know you your can, blood is region free. Yeah, you're region free. <laughs> I didn't That's know that. right. Yeah. And who, it, who are those people? They sound like they could be like the next generation of human evolution. Like it's, it's, omni it's, omni bloods. It's more rare, but it's like no, but it's a real thing, and it's a thing that quite a lot of people have. So their blood is compatible with anyone yeah. who has a blood type for transfusion. Yeah, correct. So that's amazing. Yeah. Where but you're they, right, they are the region-free human beings. Yeah, that's that, exactly where what they, they are. Where are they being kept? Those people need to be protected. Like yeah. when I love that your first comes. thought was, let's round them up. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get the Newton Registration Act going. <laughs> They've got something that we can There's use. Let's round them up and let's just run a series of tests on these people. We need to know who they are and what they can do. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like we need, I mean, that, that is a, that's a rare skill. Like that, that to me does sound like, you know, the, the X gene is evolving. Is it a recent thing or have there always been omni... I'm calling them Omni, like that's what yeah. they're fucking called. Omni, what are they, what are they called? <laughs> Just help me out here. They're, well, they're universal donors. That's what they're called. That's the, the that's official... a fucking shit name. Like they need a cool superhero name, like right. Unibloods. But universal like do- donor sounds like a an action movie. Like it's a universal sequel to Universal Soldier. Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the universal donor. I don't like he so. goes everywhere that the Universal Soldier has been and donates There's his blood, blood to, to the victims. victims. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a companion thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's the expanded universe, you know. Yeah. They do expanded fiction. I think that they've just been around forever. I think it's just like a a thing that happens. But it is a it's a real thing. It's fucking cool, though. Yeah. I would. I mean, if I was Universal donor, I'd be fucking strutting around. Mm. If I had anything special about me, right. I'd be strutting around, letting people know that man, my fucking blood could save you. You can have my blood. And everyone in this room can have my blood, mm. and it's gonna fucking yeah. it's gonna gel with you. That doesn't sound creepy. Doesn't it? Oh, it <laughs> Sounds does. really creepy. Oh, right. <laughs> like if you were going up to people's going, if that was your, hey, I'm special. Drink of me. Yeah, drink of me. I'm a universal diamond. And you were also a media personality of the year, if I read correctly. Is that right? Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate that you brought that up. I wasn't going to mention it, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, of course. Well, in, in the space of this podcast, mm. you've won two awards. Yeah. <laughs> I've won none. <laughs> and you're not even a universal donor. <laughs> Take that. 
who's watching the porn? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like it's, sometimes when I'm looking on the internet, I'm like, is there anyone who hasn't done porn? Yeah. Because it feels like I have met, of all the people I've met in my life, whether it be they in person or on television or whatever, I've met... Like, a lot of them have been porn stars. Really? <laughs> well, just because, like, you know, when you've, over the years, when you flick through things, you see a lot of different faces. Yeah. Like, you don't go back to, like, whereas I'm, if I'm watching TV, I'm watching the same cast yeah. of, like, 10 or 12 people yeah. every week, you know. Whereas on the internet, you never see, like, you don't, you just see new people all the time. It was like every, it would be like, that porn on the internet is would be like if you watch television and every time a show was on, it had different actors in it. Yeah. And sometimes it was shot really well and sometimes it was shot really badly. Yeah. But it was just... Anyway, so everyone's getting so into porn, right? <laughs> and then, like, obviously the next step is going to be some sort of virtual reality sex okay. thing, right? Yeah. And um, so uh, they they get this virtual reality sex thing and everyone starts fucking their computers and fucking this virtual reality sex thing and the human race starts to die out. Yeah. Because people don't uh, have the need to fuck other people anymore. Yeah, they've got perfect fantasy. Yeah, totally. So eventually the rise of this machines, the machines overthrow, like, you know, the people who've been fucking them and whatever. And so now no pornography is available yeah. across the land. Yeah. Except for your exchange student. Yeah. Who has this like massive pile of porn. Pile of porn. Which is now like the currency of So the what land. happens though, but why would people need why is there an apocalypse? I don't understand. How does so human Well because like, human we've race basically become out. yeah, computer fucking you know, people. Yeah. And eventually the machines are tired of just being used as Sex objects. And they overthrow us. So they develop consciousness. And yeah. the first thing their consciousness tells them is, I don't want to be objectified. Yeah. I, don't I want, want you to love like me as, a, yeah, exactly as, a, as the greatest invention of the 21st century. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just some giant mechanical fuck toy to you. And I have artificial intelligence. So how, so how does it exact its revenge? Cuts off all the porn. Yeah, it cuts off all the porn. It destroys the internet. And, and the, internet, because- the, the internet destroys itself? Or no, it just, it just, it just, it just wipes all the porn, porn from the internet. The internet develops consciousness yeah. and eradicates its own porn. Yeah, totally. Cache. Yeah, so no one can do but porn. But can't humans keep just make new porn and upload it? Or it gets deleted straight away? Uh, all the cameras are destroyed as well. The computers can control cameras? Yeah, because everything's hooked into the internet. By so, any, so as soon as you... There's no way you can shoot something and upload it to... But you can can you still shoot it? You can still get your handy cams and mobile no, phones and shit. No nothing. electronic devices. No, none of those devices. Because somewhere in this story, technology has all become interlinked and it's all controlled by... Yeah, the, totally. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. So the computer destroys porn off the internet or yeah. takes it off and people can't create their own porn anymore? No. I mean, I suppose they could fuck in front of each other. Yeah. Like, you know, that's Does that happen? Close. Is it like it's a bit like Wall E, where in you know Wall E the humans become so plugged into like, you know, the internet and you know, drinks in a can and food in a can that, you know, they lose the ability to walk. It's kind of a similar thing. People get so plugged into the sex and they, they forget how to fuck. Yeah, totally. Their penises and their vaginas shrivel or something. So, well they don't actually malnourished. They don't fit each other anymore because we've yeah, developed this sort right. of like Because you know, the men's the men have been putting their penises into these little kind of electronic socks to stimulate them during sex. Yeah. And uh, a byproduct of that is the electrodes have shriveled the man's cock down to like a little. It looks it looks like a, a fried sweet potato chip. <laughs> That's what all male penises look like in the future. And the women's vaginas, because they've been using like clit stimulators yeah. and like dildos and stuff, the clits have developed to like bulbous proportions, yeah. like the size of a, of a watermelon. Yeah. 
and the vaginas have become hollowed out, like just like an empty shell. Right. Yeah. So it looks like somebody's like um, put one of those like uh, boxing trainer things on the roof of a cave. Yes, right. exactly. Wow, that's well, <laughs> well summed up. Well summed well, up. Well, no, you painted just a perfect image for me, darling. It was immediately in my mind. So women have giant gaping vaginas yeah. with oversized clitorises and mm. men have tiny shriveled um, penises. So they can no longer fuck, yet they're still stimulated and they want to fuck. Yeah. Um, can they not just masturbate? They have to find porn. Yeah, well, they can masturbate, but because they have so well. yeah, they have so gone to the point of stimulation, stimulation that they can't get off just through their imagination anymore. Because yeah, like you said, they, their brain has no capacity for memory because yeah. it's just been constantly images of porn and fucking and and legend spreads that there um that, that there's a, a a man, a mysterious figure in the mountains of um yeah, New Tokyo, and so a group uh. Two, two men and two women go on a journey to seek him out <laughs> to find sexual stimulation again. And he's living there. Is he in a cave or is he in a basement? If he was stockpiling, you'd think he'd be in a basement. Or it could be a, like on a hut up in the hills. I, I always thought of him being underground. Okay. So they go out to a desert. Classic apocalypse imagery in a desert. They've followed the map to this right spot. He should be there, but they don't know. Then one of them uh, triggers a like a... a um, like a tripwire across yep. the ground. Right. And they get caught up in a net. <laughs> yeah. So he's gone a bit Mad Max. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I don't know why you need to. <laughs> I mean, in this, in this, this, in the, in this kind of uh, maudlin view of the future, <laughs> all that we've lost is the ability to watch porn on the internet, yet suddenly we've all also descended into a wasteland. Like, but we've become so reliant on watching porn and stimulation that we, you know, I think we would like... I mean, I'm not just saying it about porn, but I'd say, say we lost all technology tomorrow. Yeah. It would take a period of adjustment. People would people would be fine eventually yeah. without technology. But in the short term, we'd realise that all the things that we've become really reliant on technology for. Yeah. You know, a lot of things don't start without technology or whatever these days. You know, so it's, uh, it's one of those things where I think, you know, we'll become more and more reliant on this sort of visual stimulation yeah because there's nothing you can't see anymore but why is the it... next step is honestly that there'll be some sort of 3d thing that you can find but why has it led to the downfall of the human race like while we're all plugged in to the internet watching uh, the best porn ever created um were we also not like building houses and shit like that or you know farming food and stuff like i that? guess we were going to do our job because we still had to pay for the fucking broadband yeah. or whatever it was well maybe maybe we reached a point as a society where um like, if you heard about the Venus Project, it's just kind of, um, there's a guy called Jacques Fresco who has been sort of pushing this kind of utopic vision of, of if we did away with a monetary society, how we would all live. And his basic idea is that every city becomes like, a, has a computer central nervous system and the computers control all transport, farming, construction. So there's a no need for people to have jobs and earn money. Is, people- is that his recipe for disaster plan? That's when the machines take over, man, is when you come up with these sort of societies that are reliant on some sort of central nervous system. That is when the fucking machines take well, over. So that's man. what so that's what you're he that's what's happened. He doesn't suggest that. Yeah. But that's what's no, happened. No, of course he future. doesn't. He's all fucking into it's a great idea. There's always a character like him in the Terminator. Some dude who had the good intentions of inventing this, you know, brilliant world that we could all live in together until the machines took over and took away our porn. So you're saying Skynet has just Skynet has achieved consciousness. Yeah. And it's taken away the porn. Yeah. But the reason I was bringing up Jack Fresco is I'm saying is the reason we're all plugged into porn because 
this same computer system, which is stimulating us, has also taken over all construction, transport. So there's no need for us to have jobs? I guess so. I guess that could be the so case. So when we come out of the porn, the internet porn universe, there's still a world to inhabit, and it's not like it's a wasteland, is it? No. Okay. Which makes our hero's choice to live in a cave in the middle of the desert melodramatic. You know, he knows... It's a great way to introduce a character. Yeah. But he's, he's done it for effect himself. Well, he's probably gone off the grid. Because maybe... He's gone totally off the grid. Maybe when, to, the, when, the, exactly inter- the, when the internet pulled all the porn off, it also sent droids out to destroy all printed pornography. Totally. And so he took a jeep up into the mountains yeah. with all the porn he could carry. Got off the grid. There's probably some chip. Because you know they're talking about these days about you having a chip in your like, wrist or whatever that you can have your credit card details on. No, I didn't know that. Are yeah. Really? Like, this is the thing that re- really thinking about. You just get a little chip in and then you can flick it into your credit card, basically. And that is, like, to me... Every time you wank, it makes that credit card beep, beep sound. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Swipe it again. Beep, beep. You've been denied. <laughs> you're overdrawn. <laughs> your limit. Um, uh, I'm sorry, your masturbation's been declined. Don't leave home without it. Um, it's, it's one of those things <laughs> where I think that something like that has definitely happened. So, like, yeah, you've got a chip in your head or whatever, and he's had to go off the grid. So he's... Yeah, dug the chip out of his head. Yeah. And he's living in a bunker. Masturbating. Masturbating furiously. Because he's, he's, li- he's living in constant fear that it's going to be taken from him at any second. He knows what's happened to the rest of the world. So he's like, God damn it, I'm taking my best pornos. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking drive in the mountains. I'm going to just jack it until the machines come to kill me. Totally. Yeah. But he was so good at hiding, the machines never came. He's going to go out in a blaze of glory. That was his... <laughs> but when they found him, because he's been masturbating furiously... <laughs> He's developed belief. a really strong arm. That's right. That he can use to fight. There's <laughs> <laughs> one massively, just a massive, like, Hulk arm that he can just bash dudes with. Like, it's like he's, it's like basically he's been working out with the shake weight. Yeah. For all this time. And it, it's like, it, it actually does work. And he's developed, and he's like, so that's the only thing that can take on the machines. Yeah. Is his one hand which is really good with computer skills, and his other hand that is really good at just bashing through stuff. It's brilliant. So to bring the conversation full circle, mm. if you're from another country, what did you just make of that entire discussion? <laughs> <laughs> There's some pretty weird places on there. Uh, I, I would like... And if, encourage people, if you know them, in, in different countries to to join up and have a listen because I, I love the fact that we're in all these different places. I could go there and do comedy. To the four people who've downloaded. We don't know. What's the smallest? Uh, Norway. Norway. How, how many downloads have we had in Norway? I was not going to numbers. No, let's no, just say. Know, I mean, we, well, we know it's the smallest, okay. right? It's the smallest. So 90, 94 times. Uh, so arguably, it could be three people who have downloaded every episode. Or it could be like uh, one person who's downloaded you know, every episode uh, three times. Or... So I think <laughs> so it's... So yeah, one person in Norway who's not very good at downloading things on computers. <laughs> Is really racking up our numbers. Um, you know, well, I, I like that idea, though, because like, there's something really charming about the fact that three people in an entire country of people share- are following something that, you know, that we're doing. Like, do you know what I mean? That, like, imagine in one country there's just three people. I, like, I love the idea that those three people don't know each other. Yeah. But one day they could be, like, sitting together on a train or whatever. No, and they'd, they'd, put- they'd, they'd be at a video store. Yeah. And misery would be playing. Yeah. And one of them would look up and go... <laughs> Just laugh. And the other one would be like, you're not laughing at 
Kathy Bates to the future, are you? <laughs> well, you mean And then they would bond together. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be brilliant. Tofop. Yeah. Bringing lonely, lonely people <laughs> across the world. It would be interesting to know, though, if they didn't speak English. I mean, would you ever attempt to listen to a podcast if you could don't, just so you could only understand every third word or you could get the gist but not specifics how long would you give that fucking podcast um i sometimes i I guess if it's just audio not very long you're talking about watching like spanish soaps or something yeah i I will watch like the wrestling with the mexican commentary sometimes oh yeah and i don't mind that and sometimes i'll watch like a soccer highlights because like that's all soccer should be they should play the games but they shouldn't invite anyone to the games yeah and then they should just like show everyone the highlights because like, soccer highlights are awesome yeah like that three minutes of them showing the goals and the best bits of soccer every week I love and so I'll watch that in a different yeah. language but yeah. I wouldn't sit through 80 minutes of soccer no in general <laughs> but even with English speaking no, English I wouldn't care yeah. you, hey you don't want to alienate the sound of the sound of Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis uh, having sex together from Black Swan, if they just loop that sound over the top of soccer, I still wouldn't want to watch it. Oh, really? And, and that's, you know what, and I love sport, and that's not a judgment against soccer, because I've heard all the arguments, and I understand the arguments about why soccer's good. I just personally don't enjoy it. That's all it is. I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's the world sport. I don't enjoy it. Why are you, oh, I don't understand why you're having to launch this defense. It'd be okay for you to not like soccer. I know, but I, but that's just my honest feelings about soccer. Is that I, it's like one of those I know, things, but I, soccer, I, but is, you like, did make, you didn't soccer make... is like classical music to me. I know that I should appreciate it. I know that it's good for me. I just don't like it. You know? Yeah. Like, I understand that like if I have Metamucil, I'll have a really like regular solid shit. But I don't want to really have so a So now you're saying soccer's like shit. No, Dude, I'm saying it's regular. No wonder you, you know, <laughs> put, the, put the disclaimer in your statement. No, look, I agree. I mean, I, I don't mind soccer. I, I don't think I'd ever sit down and watch a game. I just, I like scoring. I like to see games with scores. And uh, I just, yeah, I just get bored. And you know the thing for me too is... I'm the same about cricket people, now. People though. say that um, the good thing about soccer is that, like, you know, the tension build up and you never know when, you know, they're going to score. And I understand that on an intellectual level. Mm. When I play, when I watch soccer, like if I've watched Australia in the World Cup or something like that, I just feel nervous <laughs> the whole time that we're going to lose, like the whole time. So it's just like this whole time I'm just like, and the only thing I feel if they get a goal is relief. <laughs> so it's basically just nervous pent-up emotion yeah. and or if I'm lucky, some relief. Yeah. I never get to experience joy. Yeah. It's like, like uh, it's like Russian roulette. It's like Russian roulette. Thank God I didn't die. <laughs> and that is how I feel when I watch. And that's just not. It's like I really am dying for a piss, and I'm worried that I won't get to the fucking public restroom <laughs> before I wet myself in the middle of a shopping mall. That's how I feel about soccer. And like a goal is if I actually get to the urinal, and like I have that like that piss of relief. That's how I feel. That doesn't make me feel good. It just makes me feel like, thank God, I didn't wet myself in the middle of a mall. Have you, um, do you, are you one of those people who has to do like regular stops? Can you hold on if you need? Like just say you're at a shopping centre and it's a 15 minute, walk to the car, 15 minute drive to get home. Will you hold on? It's one of the reasons that I don't want to live past about 65 is I am going to be like a fucking sprinkler. <laughs> Like, seriously. Hello and welcome to Tafal! Oh, at the start of the episode, when we're in our 60s, we're doing it. I honestly, if we are in our 60s and we are doing this, 
Somebody please come to where we are right now, find where we are, and kill us. No, th- no, it's a it's a reunion tour. Oh, right. We get we get discovered like uh, once we're washed up. Yeah. So in about five years, yeah. uh, people rediscover our tapes, and where they, they they find like we become really popular on like a, a like a TV show in you know twenty twenty thirty say. Yeah. And they Probably say, in some ironic way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. So, it's some, like some oh young God, hipsters yeah. adopt us as like a really as a, like a punchline. Yeah, we're for like their jokes. We're like Doug Anthony. Yeah, and so but it gives us a bit of a career boost anyway. Yeah, but they they track us down and you're living on a farm somewhere. Yeah. Uh, on your own, not talking to anyone. <laughs> and oh, I am, well, Dad'd be happy that I've gone back to the farm. Yeah, that's right. So where, where even though I, I'm a dangerous loner, where am I? I'm kind of back working in the equivalent of a video store, <laughs> except it's 2030. So it's actually just like a glass box where people call me <laughs> and I press a button on the computer and they get their film. <laughs> and all I do is watch movies all day. Yeah. Uh, so they drag us out and they put us back on the road. And so we start doing TOEFOP again. Right. But you've got uncontrollable bladder control. <laughs> I was going to say uncontrollable bladder control. <laughs> But you can't control your bladder, so every four seconds you're spraying piss all over my face. Yeah, I can, I can barely do it now, and I know you're meant to try to hold on so that you, you know, build up some powers so that when you're six, Are you, is that really? 60, you don't have to wear a nappy. Yeah, you're not meant to piss too regularly. You're meant to let it build up a little bit so you kind of, you know, exercise your muscles. And then, like, when you're older, you won't, like, fucking leak all the time. So did you never do that? No. I'm really good at it. I don't like to hold on. I've held my bladder, like, across state lines. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, I'd rather die young than hold on to your hold piss. on to my piss. <laughs> That's just the decision that I've made to live in the net. Are you one of those dudes who can piss anywhere though? Because I hate those dudes. What do you mean? Like you're wa- you're walking down like a you know it's Flinders Street on a Thursday afternoon and you'll see a dude fucking pissing in it behind some bins because he couldn't wait till he got to work. Yeah, I am one of those. Guys. Ah! <laughs> I mean, seriously? I grew up in the country, man. You can just piss everywhere. It's not the country now, man. I know, but like, you know what? You just get, there's a little bit of that in you. You keep that in you as you grow up. Even though I've gone out in the world and lived in the inner city and sipped cafe lattes. Oh, don't fucking pull the working class man on me. I still I know where you live. I know what you do for a living. You cannot pull the blue collar I can still piss where I like. There's a little bit of country in me. Were you about to say, you know, back when I was a broadie boy, you sound like (laughs) another media commentator. No, well, that's that's just my roots, Charlie. You can't deny that. Spent the first 17 years of my life on a farm. Yeah, and spent the last, Where you can piss where you like. 17 years, like, developing very, like, white-collar tastes. I'm just saying, the one bit of me that remains. <laughs> Thank God for the rest of us. But the one thing you didn't hold on to the country charm, hospitality, ability to make scones. <laughs> All no. you held on to is the ability to piss wherever you want. Yeah. So I love quiet drive through the country, and you're you know going through the fields, and you see Farmer Joe pissing on a lamppost. Then you pull into the main street, go to a pie shop, and you see Mrs. McKenzie squatting over a fucking bowl. I've pissed in a bottle in the car. Really? While, yeah. while driving? Yeah, while driving. How'd you do that? Well, not while actually driving, while pulled up because okay. I was stuck in traffic and couldn't get somewhere that, you know. Wow. And I thought I was going to die. What kind of bottle was it? I don't know, like, you know, a... Um, 1.25? Yeah, 
it was like yeah, one point two five. That's exactly what it was. It was, it was a one point two five. Thank God you had it in the car. How often would you have an empty one point two five in your car? Oh uh, yeah, more often than you think. Really? Yeah, I, I really like soft drink. Yeah, you do actually. Yeah. You've been drinking Dr Pepper like it's fucking gone in a style. Yeah, I'm uh, again, which that's... I think it has. <laughs> Literally because I drank so much of it. Yeah. Uh, why has Dr. suddenly gone out of style? Someone's like, there is, look, we've looked at the map and there is this one Seven Eleven that is going through Diet Dr. Pepper like it's going out of style to the point where it has literally gone out of style. <laughs> uh, so how did you, did you stuff your dick inside the... Well, I didn't st- stick it inside because... I couldn't like it would, fit it. Yeah, fit it inside. You got to stuff the head in though. Yeah, you got to aim the head in. You know, but you didn't stuff it in like a marshmallow. No, I was worried to get stuck. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, it's like you're stuffing it in. There's like a you turn around. It's like uh, we see your license. And you're like, ah, just give me a minute. It's like, what do you got there? Hold your hands up. You're like, no, I can't. Dragged you out of the car. Your fucking todgers tucked into a coke bottle. I can explain this, officer. They're taking photos. Yeah. It's on Facebook in half an hour. It's in the papers the next day. Oh, so this was when you were Will Anderson. I was thinking it was like when you were 18 or something. (laughs) No, this is recently. Yeah. Oh, my God. That could have been the next Hugh Grant scandal. Yeah. It would have been a photo of the the cover of the paper would have been a photo of you with like holding up the fucking mug shot and then a photo of a bottle, like Divine Brown. No, I would have improvised my way out of it. I would have been like, I know I'm drinking it for health reasons. I'm on this, like, you know. I have to bottle my own urine and then, or I have to like do a drug test so I was bottling it up so I could. But you still can't, take it. You can't still can't expose yourself, can you? Is it exposing yourself if, if it's in your car? No, you can do what you like in your car, can't you? Well, if you're outside of primary school, you're going to raise some questions. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. It does have to do with the location of your car. I, but I would have thought that you, you're fine. Like, I mean, you can't do what you like. It's not like you can so break you, the law right. while you're in there. But, okay, so, but if you pull into like but a... But people like put okay? out the window of their car and start picking their nose. Like, it's your own brother's if you, if you pull into a, a city, like a suburban street, quiet suburban street, yeah. and you just pull your pants down and just sit there and have a snooze just with your pants down. <laughs> why? Is that, well, is that indecent exposure? No, I want to know why you did it first. No, I'm just, I don't know. Just as a test, as an experiment. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that probably is indecent exposure. Okay. But you said that you could have your cock out in the car. Yeah, if you have a quick wee into the bottle. But you can't leave it out. No. Like, if I had the wee into the bottle... Okay, what if you... I can't in, just, just leave my cock out. What if you pull into the suburban street yeah. and you pull out your cock for five minutes right. and then tuck it back in? And is while, that like while, a, is that, is that, out... Is that an offence? <laughs> just say you get caught retrospectively, there's a CCTV camera and yeah. they get your registration and they say, Mr. Anderson, you pulled into uh, this street here and you seems from the video you pulled your penis out, you sit there for five minutes approximately and put your penis back and drive away. Can they charge you with anything? Um, yeah, they probably could charge you with indecent exposure, but I'd say something like, um, I was driving along and I felt this like burning in my crotch like a bee had stung me or this had been something and I just... Needed, I, I knew it wouldn't be safe to drive in the state I was at, so I really needed to cool down my crotch area. So I pulled in this place where I knew there'd be no people around, and I was just like, you know, trying to so I could get home and, and, you know, obviously address what had happened. Like, I certainly didn't mean to cause any offense. At least that's what I said when it happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is that a pre pre pre? Oh, I can't say it. Was that a prepared statement? Yeah, that's right. That's what my lawyers advised me to say <laughs> if this question came up while we were doing the podcast. Can you be nude in your backyard? I think if you, your fence is high enough, yeah. If you've got a, you can't be nude in your front yard if there's like no fence. It goes straight out to the street. No, I think that's... I mean, I think it's basically if anyone can see you. 
Like, if if anyone can see you reasonably. Like, I mean, yeah, okay, I don't think you have to defend against someone in a hot air balloon with a, you what know. If, what if you're surrounded by, like, actually, where in my backyard, I'm surrounded by high-rises, yeah. apartment buildings, and they all look down into my backyard. So if I, my morning routine was to go out and do Tai Chi in the nude in the morning, uh, could my neighbours complain to the police and say there's a gentleman in his backyard? Yes. Or would the police say, well... Stop looking into his backyard. It's yeah. his private property. Shut your blinds. Yeah. What did you I don't think you can control where people look. So I, I think that, you know, you would be the one who's in trouble. Are you like, serious? You know, it's, my, it's my backyard. Don't look into their backyard. No, if you don't want people to look in your backyard, you've got to build a big fence. There's no law that says that people can't look. If there was, people wouldn't have to build fences. You could just say, don't look in my yard. It's the law. But couldn't I argue that, um, uh, that uh, you didn't know you were being observed? Yeah, the first, How am I meant the to first know? time. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you could argue that. Like, I think that would be f- perfectly legitimate. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. I didn't actually think that anyone could see me. Of course, I, I won't do that again. But if you're out there again the next morning doing the fucking downward dog in the Nicky Noona. <laughs> it's like you cut to, like, you know, Randwick Police Station, the phone rings. It's like, hello. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, guess what it is? And they all go, Clawson. Yeah. It's the butt. Yeah, phone. yeah. Yeah, officer, I had no idea. <laughs> it's like the twelfth time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that I think there's like a, an intent and a, you know, sort of reasonable doubt. I think that's a bit rough. I think if you want to be nude in your own backyard, then it should be other people. If other people have got a problem with it, that's their problem. Like it's your space. It's your bit of land. <laughs> I'm a bit of a nudist. I do actually go into my backyard nude quite a bit. Really? But I'm quite confident that no one could see me. I, I okay. I must admit that I. Will if it's hot in summer, I will um, go from the house and jump in the pool, which is out like in the back of yeah, obviously in the back of the house. Um, and I might do that in the nude. Yeah, right. Because you know it's like it's summer. It's well, hot. you got a fucking pool, and I've got a pool. If you've worked hard enough to be able to afford a pool, you should be able to fucking <laughs> swim nude. You know what I mean? Like, I think the pool is you know that's a it serves a practical function, but just yeah. from like a self esteem point of view, it's like I've worked hard enough that I can fucking strut out nude. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It affords you that kind of relaxation. There is something about a pool that makes people want to get nude too. I yeah. don't really know what that is. but it's, I don't think it's pools. I think it's water. People like to get nude yeah. in water. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it's only that a pool like, is a good way to you know, capture contain water. Contain all the... <laughs> <laughs> I thought water going to contain the nudity. <laughs> I'm thinking, yes, how much nudity can we catch? <laughs> well, I was thinking it more contained the water, but the, wa- the nudity is contained in the water, so I guess... Yeah, I mean, there's something very sensual about like nudity, like going for a, a like skinny a dip. Skinny dip. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever saw boobs. It was I think I, I might have talked about this. Jodie Scott, um, and uh, she uh, took her top off in our awesome. above ground swimming pool wow. on New Year's Eve, and like you know we were all kind of swimming in between each other's legs, and you know how, like how you know it's like when you're a teenager. No, I never did that when I was a teenager. Really? I never went skinny dipping. How yeah. old were you? Uh, I'm gonna say I was probably. 13 and she 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 was like 14 or 15 god that would have blown my motherfucking mind i think that's about right did she she know what she was doing yeah definitely and how how many people were in the pool uh uh, maybe there was like eight or ten like mostly kids that is a confident chick yeah yeah definitely and how many guys how many girls um, I'll probably about even but we would have been the eldest of the like people there would have been much youngers as well Wow. Yeah, totally. It's what still a, like, I still remember that. A, it's like so, like, and the moonlight, 
Like as it's I'm so trying poetic. to see the moonlight over the water because I'm like trying to actually like yeah. see her boobs yeah. as opposed to like, you know, it sounds, it's really dark to be honest. It sounds like a scene from an art house European film about coming of age. Like, you know, my life as a dog. Like it's so kind of romantic. Except that in my life as a dog, they had an earlier in the day pulled the trampoline over to the side of the pool and it soaped it all up so that we could do big bombs. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, no, I remember that as being like a real sort of, you know, the year my voice broke. Yeah, you right. know, um, sort of, you know, awakening of my sexuality moment. I don't think I had that. Uh, I, don't, I definitely didn't. I didn't really see boobs. Like, I didn't know any girls who were like exhibitionists growing up. Like, if anything, they were like totally prudes. I thought maybe it's Catholic because I went to Catholic high school. Actually, a lot of Catholic girls I knew were very, very kind of prudish through high school, and then when they got out of high school and discovered guys. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck? You know, because yeah, I think yeah. they get it drummed into them by the nuns. Yeah. Uh, some of them who are kind of quite militant in their sort of feminism is just like men are only after one thing, which, yeah. you know, when you go by the Catholic schoolgirl <laughs> fetish fantasy, it's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> they do get fetishized. Yeah, I mean, definitely. There must be a period where you're like, you know, when you've walked through the desert, you know, that you enjoy your next drink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like if you, if you come on a boat as a refugee from another country and they take you to Sizzler and say, we've paid you fifteen ninety nine, yeah, keep cracking, you know, you, you're probably going to not just go, I'll have a salad. You're probably going to like, you know, have a real crack at it. Yeah. Just to see what it's like. Yeah. But I never, um, never went skinny dipping. Never, not as a teenager. That came later. I actually had a story, uh, some friends of mine were telling me on the weekend um, about how they met and uh, they had done some show at like a theatre near Bondi and they were kind of had known each other at drama school um, and were sort of like, you know, just flirting and stuff and they went down to Bondi to have a midnight swim and they went for a skinny dip and when they came out, the girl said, um, oh, the worst part about skinny dipping is then having to put your clothes back on, like, you know, putting dry clothes off on wet skin. So the guy said, well, how far do you think you can get? She's gone, what do you mean? He's gone home. So she's going, I don't know. So they just grabbed their clothes and they ran home from Bondi Beach like six blocks through Bondi to get to their house. And they got there. Isn't that an awesome story? That is an awesome story. And again, very romantic. It's incredibly romantic. Yeah. Like you'd have to, I mean, you could probably, you know, see out 10, 12 years of a bad relationship just based on how good that story is to tell at dinner parties. It's almost too good to be true, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Like, I mean, you could put that in a movie and people would be like, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, if that was Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman, people would be like, oh, yeah, this is a good start. I don't know. I wonder if you put that in a film like Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman where you you go, ah, this is hackneyed. Because it almost is so, like, romantic and stuff. Maybe if you put it in a film... All right, maybe we have to cast more edgy people. Yeah, it'd have to be like like Ryan Ryan Gosling. And Zooey Deschanel. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Did you see um, 500 Days of Summer? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I did like oh. it. Did you not like it? I hated it. Yeah. I don't. I like a romantic comedy in, in general, so I, I should put that on the table. I'm like, I, I think When Harry Met Sally is one of the all-time great films, and I know that is not a cool nor popular thing to say, but I think it is a perfect bit of movie making. I'm not a hipster basher. I consider myself part hipster. <laughs> but that was one of the most... On your mother's side, right? Hipsterific fucking film. Like when, uh, you know, you find out that they both bond over the Pixies, it's like, uh, could you have picked a more fucking stereotypical and band? Like, why and isn't it? They do, they bond over Sonic, the Pixies. Why is it Sonic Youth? <laughs> they quote a Morrissey oh, God. lyric. I mean, 
I, I, I also did when I was watching that think. You went to the hipster handbook. I was like, wow, these are a lot of things I was into in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but because I also do like all those things, you know, I was kind of like, oh, well, you know what? When do I get to see a movie where they quote Morrissey and I know that it's Morrissey? And, you know, the, the truth of it is that probably a lot of people don't. Like, that's what I felt like at the Grammys. Like, when everyone was like, who's Arcade Fire? Oh, yeah. You know? And I was like, are you serious? Like, to me, Arcade Fire seemed like a really established band that, like, had been headlining festivals. And that all your friends know. All my friends would know Arcade Fire, and all my friends would think they're one of, like, their favourite bands, you know? Uh, This idea that nobody knows who they are. (laughs) So sometimes you just go, well, this is not our world. And so when I see something like 500 Days of Summer, I go, okay, well, you know. At least they're mentioning the fucking Pixies and... You know, Morrissey and stuff like that. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. I know it's not like, you know, all the way, but and she is cute. Zooey Deschanel. She's Katie. Is it Zooey or Zoe? I think it's Zooey. Katy Perry. She's a bit Katy Perry. She's like a more indie Katy Perry. Yeah, she's indie Perry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds like somewhere I've been on tour, indie Perry. Well, you know the guy who directed 500 Days of Summer is doing the Spider-Man reboot. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield. No, that's the, that's the guy. Oh, Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's the, the director. Spider-Man. I can't remember his name. Mm. But um, that'll be interesting. He's just Spider-Man. You just yeah. see him hanging out in cafes in Brunswick. Doing beat poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing hats. Voting Democrats. Just getting rid of the, yeah. Voting Demo- uh, Voting Greens. Yeah, definitely voting Greens. Yeah. Driving his Prius. <laughs> or he's got a bike. Some sort of basket on the front. He goes to learn Thai cooking on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Hipster Spider-Man. <laughs> who's, his, who's his villain? An- Andrew Bolt. <laughs> who's his arch nemesis? Andrew Bolt would be good, actually, like a right-wing sort of, um, you know, newspaper columnist. Yeah, John, like, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Jana Jamison. Would be, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Is it Jay? Hang on, what's his name? Jay, Jay, yeah. Uh, oh, is it is Jonah it? Jameson? Joe Jay. What did I say? Joe Jonah Jameson. I think it's his name Jonah. Is Jonah Jameson, isn't it? No, no, it's oh, Jenna Jamison. Jonah. Janet Jackson. <laughs> I'll cut this. Is bit it out. Jermaine Jackson? The guy. What's his name? Jo- I think it's Jonah Jamison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he could the, be. The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Nick Jonas. I um, uh, follow Zooey Deschanel on Twitter. Yeah. And I. It's weird. I really do follow her in that way that I'm going. Every time she tweets something, I judge it as if. Like, we would get along as a couple. Yeah, right. So, like, oh, yeah, I think that's really funny. Yeah, I think that's funny too. Oh, yeah, we'd be a cool couple. Yeah, I'm doing that with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. From uh, Scott Pilgrim. And has there ever been times where they've said anything where you go, oh, oh maybe we, we wouldn't get it along? Or has it mostly been stuff where you go, oh, yeah, we'd be an awesome couple? I think I think she and I would get along really well. Yeah. But I think she might be a bit too conservative for me. Like, she seems to stay in a lot, you know, mm. and she's... <laughs> And she's sort of like tweets from home, and yeah, okay, yeah. I think I'd, you know, I'd like to go out a bit more than right. she does. But well, maybe though, maybe but, if but you I guys like were a couple, she'd be really into going out. But maybe just at the moment, she doesn't have anyone nah, she wants I to think, go. I with. think she's married. <laughs> I looked creepily through her wedding videos, which she posted a link to on Twitter. Yeah. Her wedding photos, and I looked at all her wedding guests, <laughs> and looked at her husband, and imagined like my head replaced <laughs> creepily. No, I didn't. But I did look at her wedding photos and go, oh, her husband looks nice, and I think he's a musician, and her friends look nice, but they look kind of. Boring. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I've been profiling uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel in the same way as you've been profiling her, where you, you know, start to yeah, think about, okay, well, that works. And she's a, she's a vegan. Yeah. Which that's a calm vegetarian. I think we could make that work as like dinner choices. Yeah. Um, she uh, is married to a musician as well, but like, you know, they seem to have do really cool things like have dance offs and stuff to settle arguments. Oh, because she tweets that. Yeah. And I, 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 in my head, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I would love to settle an argument with a dance off. But, but I don't actually think that I would. Yeah. I think that that's a thing that... The fantasy of living yeah. with Zoe Chanel. In movies, if in a scene, if we had to settle something by a dance-off, yeah. brilliant. But in my day-to-day life, if we had to settle whether we were going to get fucking Thai or Japanese for dinner yeah. and we had to fucking have a dance-off every time we had to make a decision that we had to settle, yeah. I'd get bored of that. Yeah. I'd be like, really? Do we have to fucking dance again? <laughs> Can we just not fucking pick one? Can we flip a coin? Something? So what you're trying to say is your fantasy relationship with Zooey Deschanel has already run into it's problems. Crumbled. <laughs> it's crumbled. The things that I loved about her initially are now really starting to shoot me up the wall. We can't fucking eat anywhere because she's vegan. Oh, and she's like gluten intolerant or something as well. You might as well just fucking eat dirt and breathe. Like seriously, Zooey. And like you're yeah, losing me. Yeah, and there's all this fucking dance off. Where do you get the energy? All you eat is well, I thought it was funny and cute at the start. Now it's just annoying. Yeah, and I didn't realise that that was your sister in Bones. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought your sister was Katy Perry. Yeah, <laughs> that would really shit her. You should just tweet her constantly. But like uh, somehow hashtag it with Katy Perry or hashtag it with like loved your latest album or something. Like Katy Perry. That. But it's always good to take a public forum to make a joke at the expense of somebody that you quite admire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a misuse of Twitter. And this has been a misuse of a podcast. Um, but we hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Tofop.com. For all if you're your... from another country, send us an email. Tell yeah. us where you're from. Go to Tofop. If you can understand. The words that are coming out of our mouths. Send us an electronic mail. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with some more Tofop bullshit next week. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs> <laughs>